0: For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Deshoma. You're listening to Daybreak. Today we cover a message to the campus community, new construction projects, the Supreme Court's affirmative action case, and other headlines. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. A content warning for our listeners. Today's episode includes mention of student death and gun violence. Yesterday, students, staff, and faculty received an email from the offices of the Dean of the College, VP for Campus Life, Dean of the Graduate School, Dean of the Faculty, and VP of Human Resources entitled Campus Concerns. The email was delivered amidst the ongoing response to the tragic passing of Ms. Rasha Wunate, class of 24. The first half of the email provided updates and information to the university community. The administrators assured the campus community that campus is safe, citing the law enforcement authorities continue to affirm that there is no suspicion of foul play. However, they address concerns over safety, announcing changes to security protocols for residential colleges. According to the letter, the Council of College Heads is working to secure access to dorms by limiting access to students and a short list of authorized faculty and staff. The Council plans to lock all common areas in residential colleges 24 7, only making them accessible to the university community during public hours from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Additionally, plans are underway to enhance campus lighting and to expand a security camera program in response to concerns from students and staff. The second half of the email, titled Healing Together, addressed the state of campus grief. The administrators announced that due to increased demand, the Office of Counseling and Psychological Services, CPS, will be immediately hiring, quote, the equivalent of two full-time counselors. CPS will also be launching the CPS Cares Line, which will provide 24-7 access to a counselor by phone. In addition to the vigils last week, hosted by the Princeton, Ethiopian, and Eritrean Student Association and the Office of Religious Life, the email promised there will be more opportunities to gather in the coming days and weeks. Amid the ongoing boom of campus construction, the Princeton Planning Board heard plans for two new construction projects in their October 13th meeting. The board heard concept plans for the new computer science building, which will be named Eric and Wendy Schmidt Hall, and they approved plans for a new apartment complex next to the Visual Arts Building at 195 Nassau Street. To learn more about these plans, I sat down with assistant data editor and new staff writer, Charlie Roth.
1: Hi, my name is Charlie Roth. I'm class of 2025, and I'm an assistant data editor and staff news writer for The Prince.
0: So can you explain the reasoning behind the two buildings?
1: Sure. So the new computer science complex, Schmidt Hall, will be the home of the computer science department. It's one of the most popular departments on Princeton's campus. It's going to be right behind the Uphra South Lawn, where Geo Hall is. It'll be transformed into this new complex for the computer science department. Um, And then the apartment complex right next to the visual arts building, which is at 185 Nassau Street, the new apartment complex will be near 195 Nassau Street. There's a general consensus that Princeton has a substantial lack of affordable housing, and this will help with that issue. So there's gonna be regular market rate housing and some affordable housing units there.
0: And construction is a hot topic issue um, in the area and on campus. Considering that we have so many projects ongoing in the area, from the construction on Witherspoon Street to the West Windsor Lake campus, when can students expect to see these new projects start up?
1: So there was no timeline presented with the proposal for the Schmidt Hall, the new computer science buildings. But Geo Hall is currently the home of the geoscience department and the environmental studies program. So they will move to the ES plus SEAS complex, which will be completed in 2025. So my guess is that they can't start this construction until then because they can't kick those departments out. So it'll be a few years before we start seeing this specific construction. And the apartment complex was approved by the planning board in this meeting. So it can start construction relatively soon.
0: Great, thank you so much. Thank you. On Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments surrounding affirmative action lawsuits against Harvard University and the University of North Carolina. Though the specific context concerning the two universities were cited in arguments made by the lawyers, the broader debate addressed the topic of affirmative action nationwide. Justice Samuel Alito, class of 72, interrogated Harvard lawyer Seth Waxman, who claimed that race played a role in few admissions decisions. Alito joined Justice Clarence Thomas in questioning the idea that race-conscious admissions could feasibly have an end date. Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson disagreed, arguing that a departure from affirmative action would not result in truly equal access to universities, citing widely differing experience across certain groups of Americans. Justice Sonia Sotomayor, class of 76, also referred to statistics illustrating a general decline in campus diversity among schools who abandoned affirmative action practices, a ruling expected by the end of June. On campus, affirmative action has entered the community dialogue. The Princeton Asian American Student Association made a post on their Instagram yesterday in support of affirmative action. The post featured students holding signs with the prompt, I support affirmative action because. Last Thursday, Wig clio hosted a Senate debate on affirmative action in the Whig Hall Senate Chamber, inviting students to debate the resolution, quote, "...this house supports affirmative action and college admissions." In local news, yesterday afternoon, two police officers were shot in Newark. The officers were shot while serving a search warrant. In a tweet, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that he was, quote, "...in touch with local authorities and the state is providing resources as requested. We will continue to support local law enforcement and ensure that all residents are safe." Both officers have not suffered any life-threatening injuries or in stable condition, according to sources. The government is at large and the story is developing. Stay safe. Meanwhile, in Brazil, yesterday President Jair Bolsonaro gave a speech following his election loss. While he did not explicitly concede to the election's winner, Lula da Silva, the event signaled his compliance with the transfer of power. Bolsonaro's speech came two days after his defeat since his defeat his supporters have taken to the streets in protest. According to Brazil's highway police, pro-Bolsonaro protesters blocked roads at 267 points across the country. Bolsonaro has yet to verbally condemn their actions. His silence has led many to fear that there will not be a peaceful and swift transfer of power. Expect a warm sun-filled day with a low 46 in the early morning and a high of 71. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode is written by Navani Rashmalu, Theo Wells-Bachman and me, sound-engineered by me, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, Class of 22, and our show was started by Mark Dodishi, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Tushoma. Have a wonderful Wednesday.